0: I'd love to add my welcome to Ruth and the teams, and for those of you who don't know me, my name's Carmel, and Dora of Hope's been my home now for just over 10 years. Um, I've had a really interesting week this week, actually, preparing for today. Uh, My housemate, Taryn, down the front here, is actually speaking at the Undone service tonight. So there's been two of us in one place preparing two different messages over the course of the week. It's been a little bit tense at times, I'm not going to lie. And um, <laughs> on the flip side of that though, uh, we've had some fun moments where we've, look at that, moving straight away, um, attempted to help each other out with some very helpful analogies and, um, and some creative elements. So, you know, we threw around ideas like interpretive dances and how we could somehow make analogies to pantries, I think was one, and chickens, um, and also the US presidential campaign. But you'd be pleased to know but none of that is making an appearance this morning, although it could have been fun. Um, if you've been journeying with us over the last few weeks, you'd know that we've been in this series called Stronger. And uh, as we've gone in and out of every Sunday, there's been this common thread that God's been weaving through, and it's that it's in our weakness. He is our strength. And I want to talk to you this morning about being stronger in praise. Now, I want to start with a question this morning, and it's the question that I want us to carry uh, throughout the whole morning, uh, and hopefully as we leave the, uh, this place today. And the question is this What is always on your lips? Now, I want to give you a little bit of background to where this question has come from, because uh, for me, I guess I've been on a journey over the last six to 12 months where God's really been nudging me and speaking to me and reminding me about the power of my words and it's been a common theme through my time with God, a common theme in my 20 minutes in the chair and a common theme in my thoughts throughout the day and my awareness has begun to increase of what is always on my lips and as my awareness began increasing, what I began to realise was that it really wasn't great. And in fact, when asking myself the question, what is always on my lips, my response would be negativity, sarcasm, complaining. And I tell you this this morning because I want you to know what I'm going to speak about is designed to encourage us and it's designed to wake our spirits up this morning and increase our awareness of what is always on our lips as we realise the power of praise And as we realise that it's in our weakness, he is our strength. So I'm going to uh, put a picture up on the screen just behind me. And for those of you who are friends with me on Facebook or Instagram, you'd know this guy really well um, because I flood you sometimes with pictures of him. This is my little nephew, Franklin, and he lives up on the Sunshine Coast with his mum and dad, my sister and brother-in-law. And here he is trying to feed Raggy his dinner He's um, a very kind and gentle little boy. And those of you who, like me, might be doting aunties and uncles or parents or grandparents or spare as we call them here at Door of Hope, spare parents um, of either a, a human child or a fur child or a feathered child like myself. You may have experienced a time in your life where you're looking at this child and you're so overwhelmed with how wonderful you think they are. In fact, you know for certain that there is absolutely no other child or pet on the planet that is more wonderful than them, am I right? And the amazing thing is that everyone agrees with you. No one's going to disagree with you in that moment. And. You're so overwhelmed with this that you might turn to the person near uh, near you and exclaim, oh, aren't they just the greatest!" And there seems to be this extra jolt of joy and delight when we do that in agreement with those around us. And I think that praise is a little bit like that. Now we can internally think about the reasons that God is worthy of our praise, which we'll talk about a little bit later, and we can think on how good God is and how loving he is and we can enjoy him and his presence. But when we let that overflow out of our hearts and onto our lips, there's this extra jolt of joy as we exclaim our delight, both in our own souls and I believe in the heart of the Father. So part of this journey for me that I want to share with you this morning is that I needed to sort of strip back And I needed to let go of um, everything that I thought I knew. Uh, Sometimes I think I'm pretty knowledgeable. uh, And I had to throw that all out and take a step back and say, "Okay, God, teach me. Show me again. What is praise? So I want to share a little bit about that with you first. You know, praise isn't just what we call the fast songs that we sing at church on a Sunday. And it's not just the label we give to the part of our service where we clap and cheer. Someone's clapping and cheering now. But I think that praise needs to be a lifestyle, something that we need to cultivate regularly, should be something that is always on our lips. You know, the word itself can be defined as to say good things about, and it's synonymous with words like admire and commend and extol and honour and worship. And a definition of Christian praise could be the joyful thanking and adoring of God, the celebration of his goodness and grace. And it simply implies that the act of praising is rightfully due to God alone. See, praise isn't necessarily something we're supposed to do. It's something that we get to do. And praise is born when we find ourselves enjoying. Not only that... The praise makes our joy complete. True praise is an overflow of the enjoyment of the heart. And I needed to take myself back to this place and find enjoyment again in God. And maybe you need to do that this morning as well. So praise shouldn't flow from our circumstances but rather from remembering and dwelling on the fact that we're in a relationship with an unchangeably Awesome and enjoyable God. And you know, when we're on the mountaintops of life, when everything is great, it's so easy, isn't it, to praise God when everything's going well? It's so easy. It's in those moments of hardship where we need to remember God's goodness and we need to remind ourselves of our past enjoyment and our future eternal enjoyment in Him. And that praise will bubble over because God doesn't change. He's always great. He's always loving. He's always faithful. He's always merciful. And so the next step for me was to remind myself and start reminding myself regularly why I need to praise God. And that might sound silly to you this morning, and I'm sorry if it does, but I needed to get back to this place of simplicity And remind myself why I praise God. And first and foremost, we praise God because of who he is. You know, God deserves to be praised, full stop. And he's worthy of our praise, full stop. Praise to God is what we offer in acknowledgement of God's excellent being. And I found this really interesting because I often get the two confused where we might think that thanking God and saying thank you is the same as praising Him but there's a difference because Thanksgiving describes our attitude towards what God has done whereas praise is offered for who God is. Now I'm not sure about you but people don't often walk up to me and just start telling me how wonderful I am. Does that happen to anyone? No, I didn't didn't think so. Um, Imagine that, you're walking down the street, you're amazing, you're so great. I think I'd probably run away. Um, You know, and the thing is, it's not necessarily in our nature to do this. And if someone did that, I don't know how I'd respond, I'm not sure how you'd respond. I mean, sure, if I'd done something, or if someone had done something that was worthy of praise and thanks, then it'd make a lot more sense. and would be like, yeah, come on, I did a great job. Tell me all about it. But God doesn't operate like that because he's God, thankfully. And he's deserving of our praise simply because of who he is, not what he's done or what he's going to do. Um, and in his word, there are so many reminders of this. And I've just pulled out a few um, verses this morning to share with you. The first one's from Psalm 96.4. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. Psalm 145 verse 3. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness none can fathom. 2 Samuel 22.4. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I am saved from my enemies. Revelation 4:11 You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. And if you need a little bit more reminding this morning or a little bit more inspiration this morning, I encourage you to take a walk through the book of Psalms. And you might be in a similar position to me where you need to speak your spirit and say, wake up. And I'm not talking like the wake up. I'm talking like the kind of wake up that your mum used to give you in the morning when you had to get out of bed. I shared this story yesterday. My mum used to come in and literally fling the door open and turn on the lights and pull off my covers. I was very vulnerable and cold and open the blinds, sometimes the window to get the air, like the cold air coming in. And then walk down to the kitchen and yell at me and make me respond to her and and tell her what I wanted for breakfast. It's that kind of wake up that we need to give ourselves sometimes. And I want to take a quick walk back through Psalm 103 as we wake ourselves up a little bit this morning. Because Psalm 103 tells us a lot about God. And it tells us a lot about why we should be praising God because He forgives all our sins. He heals our diseases. He redeems us from death. He crowns us with love and tender mercies. He fills our lives with good things. He renews our youth. He gives righteousness and justice. He is compassionate and merciful. He is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. Wake up. He does not punish us for all our sins. He doesn't deal harshly with us as we deserve. His love towards us is as great as the height of the heavens. He is like a tender and compassionate father to us. His love remains forever. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. We praise God ultimately because of who he is and that needs to be enough. You know, I felt like I could probably just keep talking uh, for the next 20 minutes this morning about all of these reasons that we can find to praise God and they're endless, just like his love for us. In fact, the Bible indicates that it's one of the reasons that we were created in Isaiah 43, it says, "This people I have formed for myself; they shall declare my praise." Hebrews 13:15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess His name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. So, how do we praise? Now. Yes, with singing, and we'll talk about that in a second, but it's not the only way. If it was the only way, I'd be here this morning to lead you in some singing classes and some music classes, and that's not a good thing. In fact, it's a terrible thing. (laughs) Um, When we're praised, we're expressing our admiration for God and we're lifting Him up in exaltation. It's the act of celebrating and boasting about God. And praise can be done through songs. Yes, absolutely. And we do that so wonderfully here. I do it in my car and it sounds amazing. (laughs) Do it in my chair, and it sounds amazing. And it can be done through our words, through confessing the goodness of God to others. And we should be praising God through our daily lives. We can do it at home, in the workplace and I'm not necessarily talking that you need to walk into your workplace tomorrow morning with cymbals and start dancing down your hallway. I think I'd probably be sent home. Um, but we can do it wherever we are, because praise is a way of life, and it's the very heartbeat of our relationship with God. And the Bible tells us that we are to use musical instruments and singing. Psalm 86 86, 98. Don't know where 86 came from. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord and King. And we're to offer praise and worship with shouts of joy and clapping. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with the cries of joy. How awesome is the Lord most high, the great King over all the earth. You know, church should be the place where our clapping and cheering is the loudest because it is the most important thing that we will ever cheer for. I was at uh, the netball a few weeks ago, uh, the Australia v. New Zealand match, the only match in the Constellation Cup that we lost, and it was in Launceston. (sighs) Hopefully they come back. But the clapping and the cheering that I heard there was some of the loudest that I've been a part of and I thought, ah, that needs to be church because what we are clapping and cheering for is so much greater and we're to praise God in the assembly with each other like this and by ourselves. Now, we could finish there this morning because of God's greatness, we praise Him. But because of God's greatness and because of who He is, When we praise Him, He responds. He doesn't have to. But when we praise Him, He responds and He makes us stronger. So I want to share with you this this morning some ways that we're made stronger when we praise God. And the first one is this. It's that praise makes us stronger because praise changes our focus. It changes our focus off ourselves and on to God. 2 Corinthians 4, 18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. When we start to praise God, we feel our focus shift. We feel our gaze move away from ourselves and onto Him. As we praise God, we position ourselves to talk to Him, not at Him. You know, we live in a, in a selfie-driven world. We know that. And I love a selfie just as much as the next person. However, our culture is becoming such that we're surrounded by self-absorbed and self-involved. And we need to actively seek to change our focus. And we can do this by praising God. Because each time we praise Him, our gaze is lifted a little higher. And each time we praise Him, our perspective changes and our physical circumstances seem a little less overwhelming. Each time we praise Him, that person seems a little bit less annoying. Each time we praise Him, something in our spirits shift. We become bolder in our faith. Each time we praise Him, something in the spiritual atmosphere shifts. Each time we praise Him, the things of the world grow strangely dim. And each time we praise him, we become more Jesus-centred and others-focused. The second thing this morning is that praise makes us stronger because praise brings us to a place of humility. When we remember our dependency on God, as we acknowledge our need for him, as we praise him and admit and recognise that we're not in control, but that he is and that he is above all, It's from this place of humility that we're better positioned to serve God because we've lost any sense of self-entitlement and we're willing to say, here I am God, send me. We're more willing to invite, which Andrew spoke so wonderfully about last week because we're not fussed about the response anymore. We're more able to accept advice or correction and to be accountable with one another and in a small group. We're more effective in prayer. We're more likely to move ourselves along the hope pathway that we talk about here at Door of Hope. Third thing this morning is that praise makes us stronger because praise makes the enemy flee. Praise pushes back the darkness that surrounds us Praise blocks the attacks and the lies that come over us. You know, evil's not going to stick around if we're praising God because God's going to fight our battles for us. The darkness can't comprehend the light that praise brings. Ephesians 4 encourages us not to give the devil a foothold in our lives. And a praiseless life is the perfect place for the enemy to get a foothold. And I speak to you about this point in particular from experience That a praiseless life is the perfect place for the enemy to sow doubt, and a praiseless life is the perfect place for the enemy to rob you of your motivation, and a praiseless life is the perfect place for the enemy to rob you of your purpose. But a praise-filled life will make him flee. You know, praise brought down the walls of Jericho, and praise gave Jehoshaphat the victory in battle, and praise. I believe this morning can bring down your walls that you have in your own life. I don't know what they are, but God does. And it can help you with the battles that you are currently facing. I don't know what they are, but God does. Because praise makes the enemy flee. You know, when Jesus was in the desert and he'd been tempted for an incredibly long time, the enemy leaves on these words, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Fourth thing that I want to say to you this morning is that praise makes us stronger because praise leaves no room for complaining and negativity. You know, over the last um, period of time, I've felt myself become a bit of a um, a negative Nancy. And I'm really sorry if there's someone here called Nancy this morning. It's unfortunate that your name's been pinned to that term. Negativity and complaining come so easily when we're not praising God when his praise is not always on our lips. Philippians 4, 8 reminds us, finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. No, you know, we love a bit of sarcasm here in Australia, don't we? Gee, we love a bit of sarcasm. And many people here today will go to workplaces tomorrow that are filled with negativity and that are filled with complaining. And complaining is easier than looking for solutions to problems. And I get it. I've camped out there for way too long. It's so easy. It's the easier option, I think, to join in with the negativity, to join in with the complaining that it is to rise above a little bit and say, no, I'm going to think about my words right now. I want God's praise to ever be on my lips. And that might look different in this situation. It might just mean that I encourage people to think a little bit differently or encourage people to change the topic a little bit or move the focus off that and onto something good. We need to cultivate praise in our lives to drag us out of these places and keep us out of these places. You know, we can't be effective as a negative, complaining, sarcastic person. We can't be that door of hope to our neighbour if all we ever do is talk to the other neighbours about how annoying they are. It takes a deliberate decision to be aware of our words. And I'd like to add to that, that it takes a deliberate decision to be aware of our silences. There are moments I know in my life where I'm silent and I shouldn't be. Yes, I'm not engaging, but I'm also not changing the conversation either. Praise leaves no room for complaining and negativity. And the fifth and final thing that I want to say this morning is that praise makes us stronger because praise makes room. Makes us stronger because it makes room. When we praise, we make room for God. To do what God does best, we make room for His blessings. We make room for His miracles. We make room for His power. We make room for His healing. We make room for His presence. When we open our hearts and our ears ears, to hear what He is saying, when we put ourselves aside, we make room for God. There's a a scripture in 2 Chronicles, it's from chapter 5, and it's got to be one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It clearly illustrates the alteration that happened when the Levites gave praise and thanks to the Lord and the temple was filled with a cloud signifying the glory of God. It says this. The trumpeters and singers joined in unison as with one voice to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals and other instruments, they raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, "He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. I really believe this morning that God wants to fill our temple and that God wants to fill our temple. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I want to finish this morning with the question that I started with. What is always on your lips? And the band are going to lead us in a song in a moment and it's a beautiful song. And this song for me was the real catalyst into this journey and I by no means think that I'm anywhere near complete in this journey at all. And you'll understand why when you hear the lyrics. as you hear this song this morning I want to encourage you you might find yourself here this morning and you might be in the same place that I've found myself in when you ask yourself the question what is always on my lips perhaps your answer is oh well yeah I'm negative yeah I complain yeah I'm probably a bit too sarcastic God's praise isn't on my lips enough. As you listen to this song and then as we join in with this song, I pray that God's Spirit would wash over you this morning. That as you lift up His praise, that He would meet you. As you make a decision to have His praise always on your lips, that you would become stronger. Because it's in our weakness He is strong. And you might be here this morning and you might say, that all sounds great you don't know my circumstances you don't know how hard it was for me to get out of bed this morning you don't know how hard it was for me to come to church this morning you don't know how hard it is for me to even think about praising God and you're right I don't know but you know I know the one who does and I know that he wants to meet with you this morning as well And I pray for you and I encourage you as we listen and participate in this song that God's Spirit would wash over you. That as maybe you lift your gaze just a little bit, that it would be lifted enough to see the face of God and that He would speak into your circumstances and He would bring down your walls and He would start revealing your victory in your battle. you might be here this morning you might not know God you might not have ever praised God before can I say I'm so glad you're here we're so glad that you're here and I pray for you this morning as we uh, listen to this song that your hearts would be softened and I encourage you to give God a chance open up the door of your heart and the door of your mind a little bit this morning and I believe that he will come in and he will meet with you So, Father, we give you praise this morning. Would we be a people who let all that we are praise you, God? Would we be a people who always have your praise on our lips, Father? We praise you, God, with all that we are.